Hey, listeners, welcome to another mini-sode. Today is sort of part two in our discussion of rural hospitals and large health systems. Last week, we talked about the ugly side of this when rural hospitals and healthcare providers get swallowed up and patients lose in the end. But this week, we're talking about the incredible partnerships and relationships that rural hospitals and large systems can build together for the good of rural Americans and their health. I'm Rachel Lott. And I'm J.J. Hodshire. And this is Rural Health Rising. Okay, JJ, this is truly the flip side of what we discussed last week, right? Because we're not of the mindset that large health systems are bad at all. You know, I I was fired up last week, I think, for all the right reasons. You were fired up. Right. Her tremendous response from uh, this podcast. In fact, one of my friends in Tennessee, Barry Mathis, uh, had an opportunity to listen to this and was, you know, three star, you know, out of three stars, JJ, I'm giving you two thumbs up. I mean, it was pretty phenomenal Mm -hmm. uh, to see the response because it was really hitting on the head that which a lot of people did not want to address or talk about. Right. Because it's hard to say it's not good. Right. So in flip to last week, yes, what are the good aspects of some type of quote unquote relationship? And there are many. First and foremost, Rachel, what I want to focus on is you know, this is about access for the rural patient. Yes. Let's not forget that. Right. This isn't about me having a legacy, you having a legacy, me keeping a job, you know, for 20 years. It's none of that. This is about providing local access and care for our local patients. Now, mm-hmm. we've shared before, the patients are impacted by lack of transportation, lack of money to be able to get to appointments. These are real issues that face rural America every day. And so the importance of the relationship with big systems is, in fact, providing that care and that full continuum of care to patients who need it and who otherwise could not get it anywhere else because of the distance. Now, how do you achieve that? Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, that comes through, you know, partnerships with technology and telehealth, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But no, not all things are evil when we start talking about big systems. In fact, we have many beautiful relationships with systems that benefit both the patient and Hillsdale Hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, And the outcomes for the patient are better because of that tertiary center, the bigger system Mm -hmm. that can provide more specialized care. And that happens through a series of conversations, not hostility, not we're going to come in. It's a conversation and a relationship to make sure that that patient gets the care that they need. Right. Now, Rachel, Also on that same vein, uh, what are the hallmarks of a true legitimate partnership between rural hospitals and large systems? What's that look like? Yeah, well, I think the ultimate goal of it should be the health outcomes of the patient and the reality of that being possible through the partnership has to be clear from the beginning. So it can't be, oh, we're going to do this and it's going to be better for patients in the end. You have to be able to draw that line from the start to show that this is going to benefit patients. When patients do have to leave their community, it's because it's necessary and it's to their benefit. It's not just for the sake of it or for the sake of saying we have a partnership because you want to be able to um, have the credibility of saying you have a partnership as a rural hospital, right? The other thing that is a, a true hallmark of this, which you mentioned, mentioned um, last week is when your patients go to that larger health system, to one of their campuses or one of their hospitals for that higher level of care, 
you get them back for other things and they're not being pulled up and having to drive now all the time for their care. It's only for the things that they can't get locally. Um, And then I think another one of the pieces of that, like you said, is access, bringing care to the community. Um, oftentimes that is part of what the partnership is designed to do, not necessarily to provide a pathway for a patient to get to a higher level care if they need it. It's also the partnerships that are focused on bringing the higher level care here, whether it's through a shared provider model with another hospital, whether it's a telehealth model like teleneurology or telestroke, which are some of the things that we do. Um, So I think some of those things are really what can tell you What's the real purpose behind this partnership and are both parties on board for this is the goal, this is what we're trying to achieve? Yeah, and I think if you think about a word, it's the full continuum of healthcare. You know, it's making sure from whatever the needs are at the local level that we start diagnosis to treatment on the other end. You know, in some aggressive treatments, you know, we can't engage in those here. You Mm -hmm. know, we're talking about uh, significant uh, cancer treatments and those types of things, Uh, major heart surgeries, Mm -hmm. you know, lung surgery, you know, cranial surgery, all of those things that clearly you don't do in rural health. So that, that full continuum of care that we start the process, triage a patient, take care of them, do the blood work, you know, get the testing done, and then the relationship relationship is we send that information in partnership with that that center we send that information to them so the tests are already done so when a patient presents it's not oh well we don't recognize Hillsdale Hospital's X Y and Z machine so we have to test you which they bill for right. the relationship is so important to care for the patient because the, ca- the patient needs the least amount of exposure to this very burdensome process think mm-hmm, about it mm-hmm. healthcare scary in America oh it is and and it's it's very challenging drive to a big mm-hmm. university hospital drive to a big metropolitan system and it's overwhelming you don't even know where to park right let alone where to come in and where to register and which floor to go to so to make that seamless is really what's important so what does that drive back to the patient and mm-hmm. many times when there's discussion between large systems and small hospitals, you know what's forgotten the most? The patient. The patient. And that's what the Department of Justice looks at. They're mm-hmm. looking at what is the purpose of you gathering together to talk about, you know, a joint venture or this particular uh, program that you're offering. And it all has to reflect upon giving better care to the patient, mm-hmm. better access to that patient. So when we remember those things, that's great because at the heart of healthcare is the patient and our need to take care of them, that full continuum. So to your point, you know, access, yes. Full continuum, yes, and ensuring that there's smooth communication and and that there is no interruption in that communication between the smaller facility, rural hospital, Mm -hmm. and the larger facility so that care can be coordinated. Right. So let's get into some more specific examples here. You kind of alluded to some, um, you know, hypothetical scenarios, um, but what are the some of the partnerships that you've witnessed or been a part of bringing here in Hillsdale that have been productive and positive for our patients and their health outcomes? Well, Rachel, there's numerous. Uh, we know, and we, we touched on it last time just very, very briefly, but telehealth. You know, we're going to hear next week on this podcast the importance of telehealth in rural America. So, you know, when I talk about telehealth, I'm talking about access to specialty care, access to an intensivist, 
access to neurologists and all of the things that typically in small hospitals and in small rural communities, they do not have access to. Mm -hmm. So in our partnerships specifically here at Hillsdale, you know, we've engaged in telestroke uh, services with a large facility. Uh, That large hospital has been a very good partner with us, and I'll I'll name it, Borges Ascension. Mm -hmm. uh, And we have a great relationship with them. And what happens, patient presents in the emergency department, Boom, we kick on the uh, telehealth machine. Uh, it's it's a cart. That cart is turned on. We instantly have an intensivist. You know, we have someone triaging the patient. And then they work in tandem with the nurse and the physician who is in the emergency department room. Now, this technology is not just limited to the emergency department. We actually can take that equipment upstairs to the mm-hmm. CCU, to our ICU, to our medical surgical floor, and we can actually have telehealth conversations with intensivists, specialists in other facilities, not only just around the state, but we know also around the country Mm -hmm. that we can tap into these resources. And so that's a very effective model to take care of patients, to keep them here. Now, why is it important to keep it here? For what we said earlier, patients, lack of transportation. These are individuals that are their loved ones here. They want to visit their loved one Mm -hmm. and to drive two and three hours away every day and or tr- try to afford a hotel, impossible. Right. So, so those telehealth programs are effective. Now, we are looking at other technologies as well uh, in relationships with our partners. We're we're currently looking at you know our EMR electronic medical record, and we have a relationship with a hospital out of the state of Michigan, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and and that works well for us. And that's they're a good partner, right. uh, and we have an opportunity to have a significant reduction in cost to bring that EMR to our hospital. Then, as we look at future services, you know, we're looking at the the opportunity to have teleneurology, the opportunity to have a neurologist, you know, that can visit you in a patient room as well as on the outpatient side. Mm -hmm. And we've never done it on the inpatient side other than the emergency department to have teleneurology. So when we start thinking about strokes and those type of uh, situations, you know, every second counts. And it's very important, not only for the emergency department, but if a physician on the floor recognizes that there's some fallout, there's some things that just aren't adding up, let's get a consult in here. They can do that with a mobile cart. We're already engaging in those conversations and we're already utilizing that technology in the emergency department. So many, many examples of how we part to bring those services to our community. I think one of the other things that uh, is a way to recognize a good partnership or the beginning of a good partnership is when the folks that you're working with from that larger system or larger facility really respect your healthcare organization as a partner, not as we're here to help you out or we're here to help you along. It's that, that mutual benefit and really looking at you as a peer as a hospital and a healthcare organization and treating the partnership as such. I'm going to speak to that, Rachel, because just two weeks ago uh, in my office was a very large system, hospital system CEO and the COO who drove to Hillsdale to reaffirm their commitment to some of the relationships that we already have in place Mm -hmm. and to talk about opportunities for patients to have better access. Mm -hmm. Not we're coming here. Not this is what we're going to do, but what are your needs? Yes. How can we serve those patients that you cannot serve? And understanding that in rural health, we can't serve every patient Mm -hmm. because there's limitations in what we can do. I'm not going to start a cath lab in Hillsdale. We don't have the volume for that. I don't have uh, the volume, and I also don't have the providers for that. So for, for us to have someone drive a long distance, 
you know, just to say we want to make sure the partnership is, is strong and they're sincere and they're genuine, that is a world of difference to other scenarios that I've shared with you where it's a fly-by-night presentation to the Board of Trustees about Hillsborough Hospital <laughs> and what we can do, far cry of a difference between the two. And, and that's when you know right at that moment, and I told you this, mm-hmm. you've got a good partner. Right. And there's, they get it. There's a gut feeling, too, that goes along there with is. that, that you just know based on their their attitude and their approach that these are the right people for and us to work with. And you feel it. And, and that translates to great quality care for our patients and their families. So, JJ, before some of those partnerships existed, um, especially with the technology side of things, what would have happened? What would have been the process for the patient who is having a stroke? Well, there was only one clear pathway for that patient. We either had to fly them out of our hospital at, by the way, their expense. Mm-hmm. Have you taken a helicopter ride recently? Probably not. No. But, uh, you know, up to upwards of $10,000. Right. That goes to, you know, the insurance charge and, and depending on what your uh, copays are and those type of things, significant cost that's mm-hmm. transferred to the patient. Or you're bust through an EMS service, through mm-hmm. transport. Uh, and in rural communities, you know, one of the biggest struggles we have right now is finding enough transport right. to take our patients. So you would board in the emergency department. And then we'd have to make a decision, is it significantly, you know, life-threatening where we then have to call a helicopter in, even though it may just be to a hospital within a driving distance. Right. And so previous to technology, you know, they would just be shipped out of our emergency departments across the U.S. And with the technology, you can stabilize that patient and keep them here. And in many cases, Rachel, it is very true. You know, you can wait for transportation at that point. Stabilize the patient, administer the TPA. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have you have your physician on the other end that's working with the emergency department physician, the nurse, um, and you stabilize the patient. Maybe in some cases, keep the patient here. Yes, right. we've been very successful in that monitoring those patients, but also stabilize them enough to wait for transport to get them to another location. But in many of those cases. Is they were just simply shipped out of here. And so right. that is a significant, you know, cost shift to the patient that mm-hmm. they don't need to understandably uh, incur. And when we look at it, you know, this hospital can provide those services locally right. to that family and to that patient and keep them here. So much better opportunity in their own environment and in a setting that they're very familiar with. So a lot of, you know, a lot of opportunities that have been brought to us from technology has been to keep the patient here, which is important. Right. And I think the other benefit to that, too, you mentioned the cost shift of the cost burden with the transport, but also to be able to be to have access in your local community to be seen by an intensivist shortly after you walk into the ER can result in a very different outcome for a patient than I'm having to be taken via ambulance directly to the larger location with the intensivist. You know, you may not be getting that kind of telehealth in the ambulance where the care is starting before you physically get to where the intensivist is if you're in a position where you need to to be physically oh, seen by it. them as well. And, yeah, I would think that is is one of the huge yeah. benefits of it because you buy time for people. Absolutely. And we've, we have seen those scenarios time and time again. 
where you know patients literally their lives have been saved because of that technology and because of someone on the other end who works in this every day this is you know this is their background you know this is what they study this is what you know they're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of patients you know we may not see that on, on an everyday basis in our emergency department so the specialty care that can be afforded to rural hospitals through technology is part of that bigger picture of the relationship that we would have with a larger system not just to say well we're going to acquire you. No, that's not the answer. It's truly for the relationship piece to take care of our rural patients. Then we bring them back to Hillsdale to take care of all of their other needs. Mm -hmm. They do not need to be traveling two hours, one and a half hours, an hour. They're five minutes away from our hospital. They should be getting their x-rays done, their MRIs done here, their lab work done here. Why? Obviously, higher quality that we can compare it on how hospital.compare and lower cost typically. Mm -hmm. So lower cost, great quality, and you don't travel as much. Right. It's the partnership that we build with those other hospitals that are so important that will, in fact, end up saving lives, not just here in Hillsdale, but from across the United States. Thank you for joining us for today's mini-sode. Next week, we'll be speaking with an innovative nursing educator who just may have cracked the code on recruiting providers in rural America. If you have a topic or issue you want us to cover on a future mini-sode, shoot us an email at marketing at hillsdalehospital.com. And you can also find Hillsdale Hospital on Facebook and Instagram. As a reminder, we are collecting patient testimonials to be featured during our Voice of the Patient segment. If you have an experience to share about the positive impact you or your loved one has had as a patient at a rural hospital, or healthcare provider, call our direct-to-voicemail line at 269-447-1265 or email marketing at hillsdalehospital.com and share your story with us. You just might be featured on a future episode of Rural Health Rising. And with that, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell others why they should listen too. Your feedback helps more listeners find Rural Health Rising. You can also find us now on Twitter. I'm at Hillsdale CEO JJ. Rachel is at Rural Health Rach, and you can also follow our podcast at Rural Health Pod. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay strong. Rural Health Rising is a production of Hillsdale Hospital in Hillsdale, Michigan, hosted by J.J. Hodshire and Rachel Lott. Audio engineering and original music by Kenji Ulmer. For more interviews like this and more information or to share your patient or family testimonial with us, visit RuralHealthRising.com.